awesome. This is great. I'm going to take one last sip of this. Go for it. You're, uh, you're double fisting your beverages. I love beverages mm-hmm. so much. Have you seen that beverage goblin TikTok? What? I'll, no. I'll have to send it to you. It's like a little song somebody made where it's like, the beverage goblin needs at least three drinks at a time. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, no, no. Full f- For sure. Like when I, I had this job where I was babysitting these twins and they started saying, should we get a beverage? Because I was always like, should we get a beverage? You've introduced the <laughs> word beverage into their vocabulary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were so cute. Awesome. How are you doing? You're fresh off a wedding and a honeymoon. Congratulations. Thank you. Take us through the whole experience. This is now a wedding podcast, oh, by yeah. the way. We're going to be doing this for the next 45 to an hour. Will you enter our marriage? No, I'm just joking. That'd be so weird. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, no, we. I'm just, we're so happy. I'm I'm so happy. I waited until I was probably older than most people. I don't know. When, well, how, well, you just got how long? Have I you got. Been ma- I've been married two and a half years now. Oh, awesome! Uh, we, we did like the the pandemic special where it's like the okay. we- our wedding date was Halloween 2020, but we just did it with like our parents and siblings. Wow! And like two or three close friends, so like ten people. Wow. And then a year later, on October 30th, 2021, is when we had the full reception oh wow celebration that's special yeah i actually kind of liked it that way because with the ceremony itself you know there's always like some kind of nerves or everything like that but totally but it was just nice knowing that like i didn't have to go out and do it in front of an audience of 200 plus people isn't that crazy that we're both comedians and i was like mortified i not in the moment in the moment it was great but Leading up to the wedding, I was like, I don't want to walk down the aisle. Like, this is embarrassing. And this everybody is so was like, hack. You're a comic. <laughs> I was like, no, but this is really embarrassing. And then when I'm walking down, mm. I didn't even look at my husband. Do you know what I was doing in the videos? I'm like, oh, hey, hey. I'm like, what kind of? Like, if I were him, I would have immediately turned around and been like, she is. Just wave the whole thing <laughs> off. Like, I didn't even see him. I didn't even look for my husband. Well, I guess that's like because they're, they're in front of you and it's like – because the <laughs> funny thing about a wedding, and we had this with our reception, where it's like at no other point in your life are you going to see all of the most important people from that's, your life. In The only yeah. other time is your funeral and, and like, yeah. you know. We're probably not going to be there. I don't know. Like, but wait, like coming down the aisle. <laughs> like, hey, good hey. to see you. How are you? Oh, my God. You made it. <laughs> um, yeah. No, that was so – that was awesome. That was so special. Awesome. I'm glad. I'm glad. It w- and then the honeymoon was good. You guys like went right afterwards, right? Yeah, we went right after because I don't like long flights. And so it was like, how can I be the most exhausted? Oh, nice. Where did you guys fly to? We went to Hawaii. Oh, okay. yeah. So um, we went right after. That was really fun. But I also know why people wait. Just like. Because you're so. It takes like a good. It takes a few days. Actually, no, it doesn't. Everybody told me the wedding planning was stressful. It was not. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I didn't have any. I think because I'm so mentally ill that like none of that seemed like a big deal. How long after the wedding but did you But if a guys... booker doesn't write me back, that exactly. Yeah. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Thank you. The flowers aren't right. I don't care. <laughs> yeah. This, <laughs> it is wild how like – it's not even the fact that like a booker didn't write you back or someone you reached out to, like something didn't go awry. It's not yeah. even the thing that happened. It's the narrative that you grab and like percent. run with. Thousand percent. That suddenly becomes reality in your brain. Thousand percent. And that's what um I've been trying to I don't know if you know well, he started like the Redeemer churches here in New York City, Tim Keller, and he just passed away. Mm-hmm. And um that's where I happened to attend church. And there was a sermon that I was listening to like a couple of days ago that was all about that. That was like, that's how you know what has your heart and that there needs to be like some healing there where if you lost this person, if you lost that job, if you lost this thing, if you would fall apart, which I have many things like that, right? Then it's like, that's kind of the spot that, that maybe needs some, you know, for, for me, it would be like, inviting god into it but mm-hmm. yeah that that that's kind of the signal that some things awry when you say like the thing that has your heart or mm-hmm. something's awry meaning like if you don't get something that you want that means you care about it a lot or it's like your, your priorities are maybe misplaced Th- that maybe your priorities are misplaced not it's good to care about things like i think that's wonderful but i don't know about you but i have certain things that like i am not okay mm-hmm. if they don't happen and and that is not great 
just comedy wise or life in general life in general mostly career wise mm-hmm. for sure um yeah and and i think that's like a, a journey of like replacing idols right like anything that i make for me anything i make more important than god tends to get messed up mm-hmm I, let's let's backtrack here. This is part of the reason I invited Ashley on. Ashley is a comedian with a strong Christian faith. Like yeah. I think that yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I know. And you can feel free to not post this podcast. No, it's no, it's totally. F- so here's the thing. Like, and this is what I find super interesting. Like, as far as like religion goes, I'm not like a religious person in that. Like, I don't see the Bible as like a historical document. Like to me, sure. it's not like factually true. Sure. But like the metaphors and the stories mm-hmm. that are in it or as true as anything gets. Uh-huh. Like, to me, there's a reason that this collection of stories has survived for thousands yeah, totally. upon thousands of years. Totally. Because it's instructive in, like, a way to, to properly live your life. Yeah. So, I, like, to me, anyone who can, you know... Because like, I, I, I really have a disdain for, like, the Bill Mars of the world. Oh, yeah. Who are just kind of yeah. like, oh, you, you, believe in, you believe in what? Even though I'm not necessarily a religious person in that Well, because I also don't – I don't think I mock it what anyone holds sacred. So, mm-hmm. like, I really hold the Bible – like, that is a sac- – that's sacred mm-hmm. – sacred to me, right? I'm not going to ever force it on anybody, but I also don't mock anyone that says, hey, this is sacred to me. Like, I wouldn't mock yeah. anything that anybody – so that's where it's like – when you know it's the lady death protest too much when it's when it's like making fun of people for having a faith i'm like well what what's going on in there that like you why is it so threatening to you it's almost like they're jealous that like you're so mm-hmm. certain about something or like they they're clinging to a certain kind of certainty but that, i don't that think that faith is i think faith is the opposite of certainty like i was having con- like sometimes i'm i'm like oh my gosh like what about this or what about this or like do i really believe what i say i believe and it's weird, like, I will have a feeling of the presence of God in me, but it's not in, in like, my conscious understanding. It's this very other. Sometimes it's very, like, oh, that is alive. And then other times, I'm like, where is it? And my brother says something really interesting. He was like, but that's when you go, I, I, I re- believe in my faith. Like, Faith is for the moments that you don't feel God. Right. Meaning like you don't feel it, but you know it's there. Like you know it's there. It's just like, you know, if you were in the hallway and it was dark, you know there's a light switch at the end of the hall, but you but you have to walk in darkness right now. And I think sometimes that that's more my experience of faith in God is like sometimes there's darkness, but you know that God is there. That's great. Like I faith in general is something I'm struggling with right now. Not just like from a religious sense, but just faith of feeling positive about things or feeling like things are going to work out. Like we were, we were talking before we turned everything on here about like, you know, just struggling with the podcast and Mm -hmm. trying to get numbers up and stuff like that. Um, I mean, for me, I've always been a person that like works hard at something and sets a goal. And, and to me, like even outside of a religious context, mm-hmm. working hard at something is an act of faith. Absolutely. Right. Cause I, you know, I grew up playing football. So I think about like, you know, why, why does everyone do all these sprints and lift all yeah. these weights and all these drills and go through summer camp? Like when they don't know if they're going to like win any games at yeah. the end of the season, it's cause they believe and they have faith yes. that they're going to. And yes. I've kind of lost a little bit of that within comedy and I'm trying sure. to find a way to like yeah. get it back, you know? Yeah, I think that that's well. First of all, thank you. Like, it's really vulnerable, and I don't mean that in the like Brene Brown way. Like, it's like very. Who's Brene Brown? She, she's like she does TED talks and has oh, okay, all these books yeah. about like, you know, fail bravely or whatever. It's yeah. like all like a lot of like sentimental stuff. Here I am, like God is real, but your TED talk isn't. Like I'm like, you know what I mean? I love TED talks. I watch them all. Oh, you can but, fall down a YouTube rabbit hole, no problem. <laughs> oh my gosh, no problem. Um. But, like, it is really vulnerable of you to say that about about career and stand-up. Because I think, like, when you want something and when you've had a taste of it being good and, like, you're a very talented comedian and when you've, you. when you've had a taste of that and then you don't get it again or for a while, it is so brutal. Like, it's really devastating. And I've been on my knees, like, begging God, like – 
God, it's not just about, you know, and I've been homeless in this business before, like all kind, and I mean homeless and like first world homelessness. Like I've been like, I have to sleep on your couch because I have no home. I was never like on the subway. You know, I'm not, I'm right. not an idiot. People have it so much worse than I did. But, um, but it's like uh, that's phrase sadness or problems. They're like a gas. They'll expand to fill the room. Right, 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 right. No matter how little gas there is, it'll expand to fill up. The yeah, whole yeah, yeah. And when you don't have a place to live and when you're like, I have to sleep in this diner till this person I'm staying with is home, like all those kinds of things. Right. And in these darkest places where I was like, God, it's not even about the money. It's not even about like living inside. It is literally that this is my soul. Like this is my heart. This is what I felt like you made me for and I'm not getting to do it and it is hurting me and like that's a really that's such a hard dark place and it's been my experience that God is okay with us like being upset and hurt about that and mm. and also is our maker like I don't know how old you are but 37 oh okay Just turned 37. yeah 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 um like the best stuff has happened to me the older I've gotten. Like, everything has literally been counter to everything we've heard about this business. Yeah. I remember seeing, like, a post by a comedian, like, if you're over 30 and you haven't made it, you might as well just give up because yeah. they're not going to give you anything. Yeah, which is also insane because, like, Phyllis Diller started at 37 oh, with okay. five kids and did it till she was 95. And, wow. you know, back then, 37 was, like, dead. You, you see, like, the, all the actors on Cheers were 37, and they looked like they're in their, like, yeah, mid yeah, 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 40s. Yeah, 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 totally. But it's, like, it's so stupid to, especially with comedy, I think it's so stupid to put some age cap on it when you only get funnier as you get older. I don't care at all what a 21-year-old has to say about the world. I know. Well, they don't have any, enough information right. to collect. Fran Lebowitz said something like that one time where it's, like, there's never going to be, like, a child prodigy right, right, right. writer <laughs> or a child prodigy comedian because even if you have technical ability to, like, yeah. write or whatever – you're not going to have the insight and the lived experience totally. to, to pull it out of you and put it onto the page. I love her so much. She is one of my favorites. Me and too. like when I indulge like the darker, like more judgmental parts of my personality, yeah. she's like kind of like the guardian really? angel. Yeah, where it's like this sucks. This is bad. Here's why. Like, you know, that. I love her so much. I know. I Wait, know. where are you from? I am from Virginia. <gasps> oh. Uh, for the most part. I, okay. I live there from 12 until my adult life. And I lived in right outside of Philadelphia from like three to, to 11. So oh, okay, cool. Basically, but like the mid Atlantic, like got it. Northeast kind of area. Got That's it. Where my roots are. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. She's the best. I know. Uh, where were we? All right. We're getting off on the Fran Leibowitz <laughs> yeah, tangent yeah, yeah. here. No, but I, I know what you mean with like, yeah, that's that metaphor of going through the dark hallway, mm -hmm. looking through, looking for the, light switch yeah that's kind of where i'm at right now but i'm at a point where it's like is there even a light switch well i think the that's the, the hardest thing right is mm -hmm. going like is that and i do this with this show i've been trying to create for years that i go like is this hard because things are hard and you're supposed to persevere or is this hard because it's not gonna happen for me is it hard because i'm dead wrong about what it is i think i'm doing right and i think that is who I can't know that every mm. time I've given up, God's like here. <laughs> I know you know you really can't know because if you try and talk it through in your head, mm -hmm. you can point out every side of each argument where it's like, no, I'm supposed to persevere because of X, Y, and Z. It's like, yeah. or actually, I'm just delusional because, and this is me like clinging to some kind of sense of hope, or it's it's like a coping mechanism. Yeah. But you could argue either side of it if you yeah. had to. So there's no solution that comes just from yeah. like logically trying to think it out totally um it's it's just i guess that's like where the faith comes in it's almost like a resignation or like a throwing up of your hands like totally. kind of like how they do in aa yeah, yeah where yeah. it's just like a full surrender yeah i'm yeah. beyond this is beyond me thinking or talking my way out of i need to just hand it over to mm -hmm. a higher power yeah yeah. Has that always been like a part of your life? Like were you raised in that context or did something you found eventually? You know, it's funny. It was it was like it's both. And actually I'm I have a show about this that um I'm hoping will be developed soon. Um, <laughs> um but so I my mom, you know, she was a single mom, three kids, and we were not raised with it until I was like five. And then she married the man who raised me. And um, then we became like 
hardcore. I mean, like, I don't know if you've ever seen those people on the street with, like, the signs and the mega horns mm -hmm. and, like, those were my parents and, like, didn't go to school, like, really intense. And looking back, I'm, and even my mom will say this, like, looking back, there was, like, so much religious abuse and then kind of spent, um, and it was just hard. It was, like, so hard. It was so, so hard. And then kind of spent, like, my mid-20s, early 30s trying to, like, deconstruct that. And um, and that's where Redeemer, the church in New York, like, just helped me so much. Like, they paid for my therapy to, like, oh, wow. yeah, they to, to kind of be like, okay. Because the hard thing with um, being having like religious abuse is that it's almost the truth so it's like how do you get rid of what hurt you so bad that was people right and but yet keep god mm -hmm. and that was kind of this journey that I'm, i'll probably be on the rest of my life but like jesus and the holy spirit and god like I've had such profound miracles in my life and healings and just all the ways that God like came and got me when it was used as such a weapon in my life. Um, and even like my mom and dad are totally different people now. Like they're so grace filled They're And it's funny cause my husband had a similar childhood, but we, but he's totally fine with it. But I have like really <laughs> interesting damages yeah. from it. We're, we're all doing stand up yeah, yeah, out yeah. here, you know? Yeah, 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 totally. Totally. He's like just at his job, and I'm like, well, uh, um. I know. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's almost uh, like you're jealous of people. It's like, oh, you're so well adjusted. Like, I, I, I even feel like I'm well adjusted in general for a comedian. Yeah. But, like, I still, like, see people just who can go to the office and, like, go to, like, a, a softball game afterwards, and that's their day. And, yeah. Like, they're content with that. Yeah, and yeah, I'm yeah. Jealous. Anyway, continue. Yeah. Um. So I think. So that's why it's yes and like, yes, I was raised with it, but I was also raised with it in a way that was not right. Um, and yet I'm really grateful for that because it's the most important thing in my life and had it, even if it was introduced wrong, even if there was like years of struggle to be in a place that feels like free and loving, I'm still grateful for it because I'm just, I'm so grateful to have the love of God in my life. Like we all have love of God, but I'm grateful to be aware of it. Yeah. Be like being aware of it and like knowing it's a, it's a part of you. Like, so you talk about how you, it sounds like you had to decouple. Yes. Like the actions of man versus the word. Thousand of God percent. And thousand percent. Know that those two things aren't linked together. Right. And you even see, and I think that that's why I feel I have to be vocal about it. And I'm really grateful that you're just being like open and kind about it. Cause I know it sounds crazy, especially in our business in New York City. And it's also like, I'm as liberal as you can get. Like, I would be like, open the borders, let everyone in. Cause actually, the Bible tells you to welcome refugees. But like, so it's, it's, it's weird to me that this kind of like ultra conservative mean spirit took this faith that is all about like generosity and loving your neighbor and being kind and not judging anyone and, and helping those in need. So it's just like, a, it's, it's very bizarre to me. And I think like, I, I just don't want to see something so important to me, like used in such a wrong way. Yeah. I feel like, um, with that, it's like with anything else within the culture or the media where mm. the loudest, most egregious, obnoxious examples yeah. attract Absolutely. all of the attention. So you have these like very vocal sects that like feel a lot more aligned with like Old Testament stuff because like, the, you know, with like the wrathful, vengeful kind of God. Mm. And they kind of like lean into that, it seems like. But I don't even know that the Old Testament has like the whole story is leading to, to Christ, right? Mm -hmm. So it's like, what if you, I've, I've never read like Harry Potter or Lord of the Rings, or I'm not like a trilogy person. I've never read any of that. But like, what if you stopped reading it halfway through and then just made every assumption based on, it's like, no, it's the whole, like it's the whole thing. Right. You know? Like it's, it's not, um, is it almost like unfair to break it between Old and New Testament? I it's think like so because the Old Testament is literally saying like, here we are as humans and like, oh, we are screwed up, right? And I think every human now would totally agree with that. Like, we are messed up. We've messed up the planet. Like, everything's wrong. But it's leading to our redemption. Like, 
it, it's a story of redemption and you don't get to the redemption part if you don't go through the it's the, the light it's the light at the end right? i know i know and like and that is great to have that like wide angle view on it mm-hmm. because again you kind of see the whole story you see the dark hallway and the light switch you don't just see the dark hallway and i think that yeah. kind of context um you know really uh just take, takes a load off in, it in totally takes yeah. a load off and it also should it i also think like we get to play we get to be a person in the bible for me a bible in the bible like every day like some days i'm moses like lost in the wilderness some days i'm peter who's like I don't, Jesus is my best friend. I don't know God. Like, you know what I mean? Like he like did, Peter was like totally a comic. Like he was so bipolar, but, um, like Fine, I'll be the rock on <laughs> which you build the church. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right. I know. He's like, I don't know him. He's cutting off ears. He's like still in donkeys. He's crazy. Yeah. But like, uh, yeah, I think that we get to be wrong. Like we get to be wrong. We get uh, there. That's what I don't like about what is known of most religions is this perfectionism that like the whole point is that we are human and we're we're not perfect and we need help big like, time that's the whole point yeah and like you people kind of lose um sight of or they focus specifically on we talk about like a bad reputation or like how you feel kind of like mm-hmm. weird talking about it or like yeah there, there's this idea people have of like christianity or whatever yeah um I, yeah that just comes from at the same thing you were talking about growing up like the actions of people which yeah. are not aligned even if they're done in the name of totally. the word of god they're not aligned with it no yeah yeah absolutely yeah. like I, I and i think that's why i'm getting less and less afraid to speak openly about it one it's like it's my life force i can't do anything without grace without god and two it's like i know i love people i know i don't judge people i know i don't do that perfectly but i i know my heart i know that i'm not i know i'm not doing those things that harm people and then they use the name of god to i mean listen i'm not perfect i'm sure there are many ways but we all fall short yeah we all fall short and i think i used to be embarrassed because i was embarrassed of the people but Mm. i know now like i'm not in that group of people that would ever try to make someone feel bad and i know a loving god and and my husband knows a loving god and is like people just adore him and neither one of us like hide in church groups like most of our life is not in church so when you when you started like in the arts with what came first comedy or acting 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 were you like that was you went to school for that or you yeah yeah so i wanted to be an actor like since i was four oddly enough i wanted to be an actor because the bill cosby show Cause I, I didn't have my, I didn't have a dad then. And my brothers were like away one day and I didn't understand why like Cosby and all the kids were home. And I was like, mom, like how come, you know, how come they're all there? But like, we're not, you know, my brothers aren't here. My mom was like, no, they're just pretending those aren't his real kids. And I was like, that's what I'm going to do. Like, I'm going to be Cosby. I'm going to be in Bill Cosby's (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like literally, like I thought he was my dad. Like I had like this whole thing. And then when my mom married my dad who raised me, um, like we weren't allowed to watch TV or anything. So I got really in. We were allowed to watch like old black and white movies. Um, and so I just grew up in this like fantasy world. And um, when I was nine, my brother got really into acting. And I just was, I would always like follow him around. And, and then I went to acting school when I was, I guess I was like 16 when I went to Where'd you, where'd you grow up? We moved all over. So okay. I grew up, um, we would always move back to San Antonio, but we moved like all over Texas. And then when I was 16, we moved to Jersey and I went to school, I went to acting school in New York. And um, and then I went to college for acting. Okay. And then so you're, get out of college for acting. Um, is, is like your faith a part of your life at that time? Or you're kind of on like mm-hmm. the path backward, back to it? Or? I think it was like, I, my, it was the rules, right? Mm-hmm. Like I, I knew I was supposed to be one way, but I really loved Madonna and beer. And so I was like, I'm probably in trouble. God, like, let me party. And then I will like go back to being a Christian. Like that was like that, you know, making deals. Yeah. 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 I was like making deals with God. But then with acting, I knew that I didn't have any talent unless God helped me. And I was like always wanting to be so 
close to that source that that kind of kept like my wild ways down sometimes. And then, but then that's when I developed like a real tit for tat. Like I'll do this and God will do this, right? Like I'll be good and God will do this and then I'll be bad. Like, and it developed like a real OCD. It's Mm -hmm. an OCD called scrupulosity. Welcome to Catholicism. Uh, Yeah, no, really. Everybody's always like, were you raised Catholic? And I I was raised like evangelical, like Pentecost. Like I was raised fun. They're fun. Of all the religions, they're pretty fun. A lot of music, a lot of singing. A lot of dancing, a lot of tambourine. Body movements. (laughs) Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Body movements in Catholicism are just sitting up, standing down, and kneeling. That's all you're really allowed to do. No, my mom's best friend was a backup singer for James Brown and like acts that way all the time. Like at church, like bust into pr- like yeah, so it's fun. Awesome. But um, yeah. So I had this religion that was like, if I'm bad, God won't make me an actor, and if I'm good, like, and it was psycho. But I didn't, I couldn't get out of it. It was like the way I made sense of the chaos of um, we were just weird. We had weird upbringing. When does that start to smooth out, and you start losing that kind of tit for tat? It's funny. It really plagued. That was kind of the miracle that I was talking about two years ago. Oh, really? Yeah, like I had an actual physical healing. And then that. And like Redeemer, there was these people called deacons and deacon, which I'm not. It's a Presbyterian church. I know nothing about being a Presbyterian. I've been going there a decade. I'm like, I I just like this church. I don't know what a Presbyterian means. But um, they, they sent me to therapy to try to help me like know God. Because the, the foundation is love. And like my foundation was built on fear. And if it's built on fear, it's like it, if something goes well in life, you're like, God's happy with me. It goes bad. You're like, God's mad at me. It's like, no, you have to get rid of all of that. And we have to build it from love. And then from there, like being good is, is a working of the spirit on your life. But it's not like I was trying to be good so God wouldn't punish me. Okay. As opposed to like I am being so loved that I can't help but be loving to other people. And that's probably what the foundation of faith should be. Okay. So it's kind of, again, going back to AA, it's kind of like that AA thing of like to keep it, you got to give it away. In, yeah. In a way. Well, like, I think just like. It's like, I don't know how your relationship is with your parents, but like when I was, yeah, when I was younger, like I didn't want my parents to be mad at me. So I would like pretend, but now it's like, I just love, I love my mom. I love my parents so much that I don't hide who I am or try to be a certain way. So they love me. It's just, I just love them and they love me. And I think that that's where a relationship from like a scary God to a loving God kind of changed. And like this church really helped me find that. And I had this one deaconess, she's like 80 and she, I mean, she just went to bat for me. That's awesome. So I remember when I met you, I think it was like, it was definitely pre pandemic, maybe like a year or two before. And Uh it was at the green room in New York comedy club. Oh, and like, we were kind of talking about this a little bit or about Christianity in general. And like you had mentioned, like, Oh yeah, I'm going to do like meals on wheels tomorrow. Oh, and okay. I remember thinking like, Oh wow. Like she actually like walks the walk. Oh, that's, that's kind. That's awesome. But like, okay. even was it like in that time where you were still kind of like in yeah, that I was bartering to, I was mode? probably trying to earn God's love or make up. Like it all went together, right? Like the perfectionism, that religion, and I don't mean God, I mean people that use religion as a weapon that created perfectionism but I'm not perfect and God never asked us to be perfect. That's the whole point. Um, that created perfectionism. And then when I would fail to live up to that standard, I would have shame. And then I would think, okay, I'll go volunteer and I'll, you know, win it back or something. Or like, I don't know, just trying to make myself good. And like, but then that goes two ways, right? Because, and, and so that didn't work. So I think I was definitely still in that and I don't feel that way anymore. I don't do things to earn God's love anymore. I might, I might sometimes, but I, not, not that way at all. And also like, I, but I think there's twofold, right? Like I work with seniors in this volunteer program and I fell off of it during my engagement because whatever, but like I, I, I've been committed to them for a long time. And I got to be honest, most of the time I don't want to go and I go anyway and I'm always thrilled and always blessed and it changes my soul. And like, so 
I'm not trying to earn God's love in that moment, but I am going, I'm going to go even though I don't want to. And I think like that's a very fine line. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like it's not when you're doing it, it's not like, all right, I got to go to volunteer with these people because then, then God will love me. It's yeah. like I'm going because it's one, the right thing to do. It's, yeah. it's like, a, it's a proper action. It's in like knowing it'll ultimately mm-hmm. make you feel better in the end. Is, is that kind of where it is? It's just like, we don't always get to do exactly what we want. No, and I, and I find that most, I ha- I don't know about you, but I, before something is amazing for me and before something is terrible for me, I have the exact same response. <laughs> really? Yeah, like I don't want to do it. I scream, I cry, I throw a fit, and it'll end up being like the best thing in the world for me. Wow. So it's just about like, I, you know, it's like, oh no, which one is this going to be? Right, but you, you, <laughs> you have that same feeling and then it's a bad experience. Yeah. And then you're like, oh, I was right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. you know how people are like, listen to your gut. I'm like, I, it could go either way. My gut is wrong half the time. Half the time. That's so wild. I mean, like, again, I don't want to be like too flippant here or like, you know, compare like apples to oranges. But the, the way you talk about like, your faith and and doing the right thing and like mm. it's it's meant in an, in an action to to or you were doing it in a way to just please God. Yeah. Sometimes I feel that way about like comedy uh-huh. or like fate or chance where it's like, well, I don't want to go to this open mic, but I have to go to this open mic because you know the the it, the more I do stuff, the the better odds it'll be. And like yeah. it, it's it's like I'll, I'll be a I'm not a, I'm not hardworking enough if I don't do do. I'm trying to please some kind of. Yeah. invisible force yeah, that I'm just that. not calling God. I totally get that. And and so is there anything you can share that like you've worked through that like kind of remove that transactional sort of That's the best way to phrase it, the transactional the transactional thing. Yeah. I mean, I have to be totally honest with you. God healed me of that. Like okay. it was bad. It was so 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 I probably would have died of it. Like it was bad. Mm-hmm. Um did you, was it like physical manifestations? All, like, oh, all of it. Really? Like all of it. Yeah. Like I, I just, uh, I had, it was ruining my, like, I think I would have died. Wow. I either would have died from the physical things that were happening because of the stress and the trauma of like trying to earn love and being terror, like terrified. Or I would have died. Like I would, I probably would have killed myself. Like it was so, so bad it was so bad and then one day like literally god healed it like gone gone like crazy and and that was the miracle that you were referencing yeah so ashley for background here ashley posted something on facebook what like a a couple weeks ago or yeah just saying like two years ago i you know this miracle happened and like things in my life gotten so much better if you need anything i'll i'll pray for you and like i i read that and i was like oh like something good must have happened in her career like that's the way i took it like knowing but even knowing like about your faith i was like oh it must be career related and it, it was just fully spiritual well so i i mean it was 20 years over 20 years of me begging god to heal me from something that was just like hell in my life like every day hell and um and the hell is like wanting to feel like a good person or wanting to feel it was just all of it like for me it manifested in having like a horrific eating disorder just like awful Mm -hmm. and i don't normally share that but i don't know why i feel you're a very good interviewer i feel comfortable with you (laughs) Um, it's the couch. It's a very soft fabric. <laughs> no, it's you. Because I don't feel like you're being judgmental of me. But um, I'm, I'm, ge- I'm genuinely curious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I had yeah. just like a debility. I mean, just a horrific eating disorder just ruining my life. And I couldn't. And I would like beg God every day. I'd beg for help. But I would do. I did every, everything. I went to treatment. I went to 12-step programs. And also, if there is anybody that hears this, beca- like I was a lot of eating disorder treatment is like very privileged and I didn't have the money to go to something like that. And I got to go to treatment for free. Like God, like it was, that's why I have no choice but to be like, no, it is God. Like I had miracle after miracle after miracle and then the treatment didn't work. And it wasn't until a year later. Like it was just, and when, when something has been trying to kill you and inside of you for so long and then it's gone, it's, bonkers mm-hmm. and there's no like hey, hey i did it everybody like it, it's it's fully no, like no because yeah. i didn't do it exactly yeah <laughs> i was trying to do it for 20 years that's incredible i mean like i'm uh, shocked isn't the right word but like i'm really uh i'm like relating to this like very deeply right now really because i really struggle i mean my whole life i've really struggled with like 
I've talked to uh, other comics about this on here where, you know, some people get into comedy because of like uh, their parents, this and that. For me, it was always like feeling accepted by my peers oh, yeah. and feeling comfortable with people and feeling like yeah. I don't, I've always had this drive to like do more or mm-hmm. do something extra. Mm-hmm. Um, f- you know, like in high school and college, it was like football and, yeah. like, and like really trying to take it to the to the net. Not like I was never going to play in the NFL, but mm-hmm. just like wanting to have some kind of activity or accomplishment that like set me apart yeah, and not feeling like enough on my own. And then, you know, once I was done with football, I was doing stand up within a calendar year. Wow. So I made this jump from life consuming activity, which I got a lot of meaning out of and which right. helped me grow as a person and helped me develop a lot of skills. But it was the same thing with stand up with that. Like, I feel like I've grown tremendously as a person from stand up and have, yeah. I've had to like really examine myself yeah. and change for the better. Um, and like develop patience and, and kindness and all this mm-hmm. stuff, but there's still that gnawing kind of seed of like, mm-hmm. it's not enough unless I hit X accomplishment, like this whole mm-hmm. project of like, I need to be making a living at comedy by the mm-hmm. end of the year. And like, that was always what I was moving towards. And that's always what I've wanted and been falling very far short of. Mm-hmm. And that kind of negativity or like feeling of, lost or like not being good enough that's like my thing mm-hmm. that like i wish could just mm-hmm. disappear like that yeah or, or like the guilt i put on myself for feeling like i didn't work hard enough on a given day or i haven't like yeah. accomplished enough or i'm not doing the right things like yeah. it's like a lot of like shame and like oh i go to bed every night with that that didn't go away okay. <laughs> <laughs> that, did, that didn't go away but also like that's don't you <laughs> yeah 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 no 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 shame guilt yeah that's all there okay. but like yeah because i was like i squandered this opportunity and this and i didn't work for the yeah every day but like but don't you think that maybe that is our gift in order to relieve other people like when people go to a comedy club they are need they need to be distracted from from their pain mm-hmm. and i think like sometimes that in us maybe is our gift to help others yes and i but i feel that way and i think it's probably why i got into stand up where it's like i feel that way when i watch certain comedians i mm-hmm. feel like they like really relieve something in me yeah. with a joke um yeah. Mulaney's newest special really did that for me really yeah I gotta watch it. it's so good because it's just about his rehab journey yeah yeah yeah. but he really shares some parts of himself that like aren't on like hey John Mulaney new in town on Comedy yeah, yeah, Central yeah. you know it's like yeah. very different yeah. um Bill Burr's newest special had a ton of that there's there's this yeah. again I've talked about this on the pod before but I just love it so much there's this 35 minute arc where he talks about doing mushrooms for the first time mm-hmm reflecting on his childhood Mm -hmm. and then applying that to how he raises his kids wow and it's like really moving and enlightening and like kind of a nice reminder of like the the, the things that you've always struggled with are always still kind of with you and they Mm -hmm. still might be messing stuff up like watch out for them yeah and so like yeah him fighting through that and me like and putting it on a special allowed me to see that and try and apply it to my own life if that makes sense yeah totally totally But I, I think that's why we're always given challenges. I feel like I don't want to sound like I know what I'm talking about because I don't. And like, I'm going to leave here and I'm going to go send an email that's misspelled and be like, <laughs> somebody love me, somebody hire me. Oh, God, what's happening? Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, no, it never like yeah, fully yeah, yeah. goes away. But yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, that's cool about the specials, though. Yeah. I, I But just so you know because I don't think enough people are honest about this. Like, I have a side gig. Like, mm-hmm. Everybody that I like very famous comedians have side gigs. Yeah, I know. That's something I've come to realize, too. And also like I'm going to my side gig today. (laughs) Do you mind sharing what your side gig is? Yeah, I teach. I teach once a week. And yeah, I've never had any shame about any of that because it used to be that like, oh, I will be successful if I pay all my bills through acting and stand-up comedy and while I still maybe feel like that in a certain sense uh there is I don't remember what it was exactly but it was like um your art isn't meant to support you like you're to support your art and I normally like don't like things that are that cheesy because I'm a very like you know lower group lower class like like just I don't care if you have to work at Dairy Queen like you got to do something you know um but yeah, I just uh, it doesn't I, I, it doesn't matter if you still in love doing stand up and you got to do something else for some money. It doesn't matter. I know. I think the genesis of this and the genesis of like my angst is I'm I'm a big believer in um or like what I really want is like a sense of agency. Yes. And a sense of control. Yes. Uh, which 
in this world, probably impossible. Yeah. But I just remember always having a, like just an angst or an anger about like, man, I wish I could just wake up and all I had to focus on was like my art or comedy or like, you know, like if I ever had like, like meetings or like auditions or stuff like that, mm-hmm. that was my whole day. That would be great. But instead I'm sitting at this desk and I'm yeah, very yeah, upset yeah. about that. And like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm going to, I'm going to will my way out of this through like hard yeah. work and talent. Yeah. Um, I, I think that kind of binary thinking has really like grafted itself onto my brain, especially after doing mm-hmm. it for so long in New York. Um, yeah. I mean, I remember there were times that I, and it could be again tomorrow. I don't know that I would like be on TV shows and then have to go get a waitressing job. And it was like really hard. And not to mention like I waited tables for 20 years. Like it was freaking hard, really, really, really hard. And I might have to do it again and you never know. And that sucks. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it sucks, but we're all in that boat. Like my husband, when I get scared, I'm like, oh my gosh, I don't have any gigs this weekend. Blah, blah, blah. My husband's like, I could lose my job. And he did right before we got married. He lost his job. Oh, like, wow. yeah. And the old me would have been like, we can't get married. Like I have such a fear of poverty because I had it that I, I, it's paralyzing. And it was like, it was the greatest lesson. It was him his job situation before we got married was one of the greatest lessons of my life. Like great lesson in what way? It, Cause it was like, he, I hope I'm not, you know, making this all about me. I no, really you're supposed to be all about oh, you. Okay. That's the thing. Um, yeah. So he, um, lost his job. The company shut down no warning the day before his 40th birthday and three weeks before we got married. And I remember going, I was devastated at the idea that he was going to turn 40 without a job and that that might hurt him. And I was devastated that like maybe he would walk down the aisle feeling like he didn't have a way to contribute to our marriage. And I just didn't want him to feel that way. And it was like, it was one of the first times that I, was able to be like, I'm not going to show my financial fear. Like, I am going to pray for this man and believe in this man and encourage him no matter what. And if I need, and I'm not even going to say a negative word about this situation. I am just going to be on my knees praying and trusting God for his job. And that was, tra- that was life-changing. Isn't that the great thing about love where it's like you mm-hmm. feel compelled yeah. to release your more negative traits or thought patterns oh my gosh because the old me would be like you need to go get a job right now no you're not going to go off on your birthday you're going to go get a job like i would have been vicious i really would have been because Mm -hmm. it's my biggest fear and uh he got a job like um i think it was like two weeks later oh wow and he loves it that's great so it all like kind of worked out yeah it's and like did you like that had to have felt rewarding in a way for you personally, just that like, you know, I, I kind of kept this old way of thinking at bay. I, I was mm-hmm. a better, stronger person for him and like it paid out. Yeah, but end. that's, I think, a perfect example of like the old me may maybe have done that and it would have been like me doing it and mm-hmm. white knuckling it and not really being true and being resentful and probably talking bad about him behind his back to my friends. <laughs> And this was genuine. And I'm like, that's the working of the spirit. That's the working of God. That's what it is. It's not me going out of my way to do it. It's God doing it, like, tr- like changing me. And how do you, and I, I'm asking this with complete genuineness, um, like, how do you, like, let that in? Because, again, I, I, what I was saying at the beginning where it's like, I don't see the Bible as, like, a historical factual document i don't know about the existence of god i think the stories are real i think the metaphors are real this that and the other but i like Mm. there's some part of like my rational brain that just like can't quite yeah like accept that fully and i I, like i know it would i don't know if this sounds glib but it would be like such a relief if Mm -hmm. i could like just let it in you know what i mean Mm -hmm. like like is just asking for it and one day it shows up how like what is it what is it for you yeah i i don't know i think we kind of I think we just ask for me I I always think it would have been easier if, like if I had been one of those people that accepted God or came to Jesus like later in life and then I would have had like a before and an after but for me my whole life felt like a rebellion because I was so raised in 
the church. I mean, we were literally like missionaries. Like it was, you know what I mean? Signs and bullhorns. Yeah, signs, truly. And, um, but that isn't true. Like it isn't true because I think it's the rest of our lives. Like I think I have faith today and I feel the presence of God really big today and then tomorrow I may feel silence. And Mother Teresa talked about that. Like she felt, she did not feel the presence of God a lot of days. And uh, there's all, like I just... I think it's okay to bring all of that to God. Like, I think it's okay to be like, I want, I need you to come get me. Like, Mm -hmm. no, no, no. You come get me. Like, I need you. For me, it would be like, I don't even know if I'm talking to anybody, but it it, it feels, and I, again, not to take everything back to comedy or like, but I've, I've had that feeling where like most, a lot of days I don't feel optimistic about my future in comedy. And some days I feel like, no, it's going to happen. It's like undeniable. Yeah. And and again, when you get to that circular kind of logic, it's like, well, it's just you deluding yourself and this and that. Like, mm-hmm. Again, it doesn't lead anywhere productive, but I, I just like this mindset of like some days it's there, some days yeah. it's not, neither's right or wrong. It yeah. just kind of yeah. is, you know what I mean? Yeah, and I also think like I've been doing this thing now where I'm trying to read the Bible from the beginning. Mm-hmm. I've always just read it in sections. I've never like read it all the way through. And ev- and I'm there's some days where I take, I literally read like two or three verses and I just sit there silently because it's supposed to be like a living, it's a holy scripture. It's supposed to be like a living thing. So mm-hmm. just in the going, like, I don't know what this means. I'm just going to sit here. Like reading all the names. I don't know if you know, like there's, begat, so, so yeah, yeah, so yeah. Begat, there's all these yeah. freaking names. And I was like, what's the point? Why is this in here? And then it was like, oh my gosh. If I told you all of the names in my family, you would know I was real. Yeah. Those are Jesus's relatives all the way back, all the way back. So I was like, oh, so it's like things like that. And like you get something someday and then you lose it and then you get something else the next day. And like, what else is our life for? I don't think we're supposed to like if we knew it all, we would, should just die. Like, you know. <laughs> yeah. Like, but like that kind of it's not going to be consistent one way or the other. No, I don't. It's and wanting it to be consistent is like kind of foolhardy and yeah. also like not that it's that kind of cliche statement of like can't appreciate a sunny day without some rainy ones it's like yeah but but i also think it's like the volunteering thing right like i kept going even when i didn't want to go and then one day i wanted to go Mm -hmm. you know what i mean and i think that that's that's the same with comedy it's the same with everything like you keep going and then one day it's it's like the gym or whatever like i'm sure you know that from football like you keep working out and then one day it's like it feels good and you are strong and uh and it's just, I think for us, it's just about going like, like, does does stand up still bring you joy? When it's good, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Like, I, there was a weekend, honestly, the last really moving time I had with, like, where it, like, really filled me up uh-huh. was back in, like, February. Because I... Do you drive? I, I have access to a car. I don't have a car here. Okay. But I, I can get a car. Um, uh-huh. It's, like, at my mother-in-law's house in New Jersey. Will you open for me? I would love to. Okay, cool. All right, perfect. Yeah, we <laughs> Um, but it was, I did a week or it was, I did the rock show at Rockwell's, the New York comedy club show at oh, Rockwell's. I hosted awesome. that Katie Boyle headlined. And then we, it was president's day weekend. So we drove back to the club, did the show at the club, sold out because nice. Monday's a holiday and like had a great 15 minute set. And nice. I like, I remember walking off stage thinking like, Oh, I could never quit comedy. But yeah. like since then it's just been like lightly attended bar shows, open yeah. mics. I haven't had like a real full joyous experience in mm-hmm. several months so it's yeah. like when i get to those those stretches and the part you were talking about where it's like i don't, I don't know if this is ever like i it, it's painful to yes. know that it's there and that yes. you can't quite access it you totally know I, mean? I remember crying outside gotham one day mm-hmm. being like god if this is what you want from me like i like i need you to change something because this is hurting me and i'm kind of in a place like that with acting right now where mm-hmm. it's like it something isn't something isn't right and it's interesting you say that because again from the outside looking in it's oh she was just on fleischman on hulu and <laughs> then like had a role on like poker face like mm-hmm. it, it's it's from the outside it looks like things are lining up but mm-hmm. again talking to more and more comedians on the show people who look like or from from an outsider perspective look like they have everything lined up there right. are doubts yeah i mean everywhere. fleischman i finished shooting over a year ago mm-hmm so that's like ancient history for you. Almost. It's not ancient history. I adored it. That was my favorite job of all time. And I literally wish every day of my life was like filming that show. I really do. Yeah. Um, but there, there's long, 
there's long stretches of nothing. Yeah, <laughs> I know. And it's, again, you've, you've been shown that, like, Fleischman Hulu mm-hmm. experience and Lizzie Kaplan's there and yeah, Jesse yeah, Eisenberg's there. Yeah, yeah, And you're like, can't like, I do this every this day? This could be me. This could be my life. And then it's gone. Yeah, it's like, I know. <sighs> I know. I know. I do think that a lot. Or, yeah. like, I'll pass a building where we were shooting and I'll just want to cry. And I got to tell myself, like, Ashley, just be thankful. Don't, cr- like, be thankful it happened instead of, like, I miss it. <laughs> that Morton Williams, you said the first day you shot, that was our Morton Williams that we used to go to in our oh old apartment on 72nd and 3rd. I, when I saw yeah. you walk in, I was like, that's, that's the Morton Williams. Oh, my gosh. I loved it. Yeah. I, like, loved I loved it. I loved that whole experience so much. So for you now, when you go through those dark stretches, is is it just faith or like just like asking God or believing? Like is or it's just you think it's not or you know it's not in your control, so you kind of let it go. Like no, I don't think it's it's gotten easier, but but it's gotten easier. It's gotten easier, but then it hasn't. Right? Like it's it. This is the easiest it's ever been. Thousand percent. This is the best my life has ever been. <laughs> well, last year shooting Fleischman. <laughs> um, um, but like my husband said something to me the other day um, and he's the most supportive person like ever. Like when. Yeah, like he's really unbelievably supportive. But um, he was like, well, why don't you just try to be obsessed with God? And like whenever I put my my like pointer on God. Like I, I spend most days being like, what do you want me to focus on? I don't know what to focus on. Should I write my show? Should I write TV show? Like, am I supposed to call somebody to book me? Like, I don't know. I have the worst ADD and procrastination and I'm bipolar, like crazy person. Right. And, um, but when I try to just focus on God, things seem to fall into place. And I don't mean that as like, I get what I want. I just mean, things are in their right order. Like the way I think about my career is most of the time not appropriate. Like making our entire value, I don't even want my value to be anything but my career. Like I want to be so successful and so funny and get to do it every day that that's my value. Like I don't even want it to not be my value. (laughs) Like, You know what I mean? And it's like that's not, that's not, well no and it's a fantasy and it will never and we'll never be there no we will never do you know how many celebrities i have been on a set with that then they have to go audition for something when it wraps and you're like but you're a celebrity like there's no arrival Mm -hmm. you know what i mean there's no moment of feeling comfortable yeah yeah and then i go like okay so what is focusing on god what does that look like and what's been coming to me this week, like it kind of started coming yesterday at church and then this week, boy, if people don't like religion, they're going to be like, this podcast, I'm like, yeah, yeah. I'm going to promote this everywhere. (laughs) But, uh, was like not having fear is a way I can focus on God. God specifically says, don't fear, don't fear, don't fear. So not having like trusting and having faith and being loving and then you go, okay, so what does that look like? Like, I hate when Christians just use, like, buzzwords. Like, follow Jesus. Like, well, what does that mean? Like, mm-hmm. you wake up in the morning, and then what? How do you follow Jesus? I feel that same way about, like, certain types of philosophy, where it's, yes! like, it's too theoretical. It's like, no, I, I, no. Need, I need help on how to put one How do I put my pants other. on, yeah. and then how do I follow your little thing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, totally. And it's like, it's not going, oh, I know God's going to give me work as an actor and a stand-up comedian. I pray every day with every part of my being that God does. But that's not what it is, I don't think. I think it's like not fearing that, just not fear, just knowing that God's going to give me good, goodness, mm-hmm. and that I don't know what is good. I would have never, I never wanted to be married. I'm obsessed with my husband. I never wanted to be married. I was like adamant. Because I don't know what's good for me. <laughs> but then you got shown, like here, here yeah, you, yeah, you came into your life, and it's like, oh wait, this is this is a thing. This is a thing. That's yeah. that's so interesting that you say, like, yeah, you put God first, and it's not about like, well, if I put God first, then I'll get booked at this club or I'll get right. on this show. It's literally just like, no, then I'll feel okay. Yeah, and it doesn't matter if I get booked at that specific club or, or work on this specific right. show. Something good yeah. will happen in that way, and like you, you remove that. Fear is almost not even strong enough of a word, at least in my oh, experience. Me too. It's, it's like it's, it's 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 a literal black hole. Of, it hurts. Yeah, it physically I, hurts. I wake up with a like 
pain in like my shoulders mm-hmm. and back and chest some days from being just so like yeah tense and, and like, like trying to grab something you know yeah and I don't know if you're like this but the other day like we had the best day and it was so lovely and it was so fun and I literally and I felt so bad when afterwards but I said to him to my husband I was like I loved spending this day with you but I was heartbroken I didn't have a show tonight oh that is I I can't even tell you how many times I've thought that. And that is kind of why I've put this deadline on myself where it's like I can't have a child and like wish I was doing no like a show at a, at a, at a bowling alley in Brooklyn yeah, yeah, yeah. instead of spending time with my kid. Like I can't I can't have That's that That's right. Be my That's very funny though. Just by the way, you should like right, write that down. Yeah, I, I I got it yeah. on tape. Yeah, we'll, I'll yeah, write it yeah, down. Yeah. But I think yeah, Maybe that is ultimately what I'm trying to get out of this. It's not like having a career or making a living in comedy mm-hmm. or filling up my calendar. It's just like removing that like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And trust me, like if I've been shown anything this year and I forget it every freaking day, it's that like God's timing is perfect. Like the timing of things. And and I don't, so I don't know why I freak out because mm-hmm. it's like I was probably given some days off because I would need energy for X, Y, and Z. Like maybe you have been given a lighter schedule for X, Y, and Z. Like what if we just trusted? Like I, the best lesson I ever, ever, ever got, and I forget it every single day is um, I was in these projects in Brooklyn once doing like the, the senior outreach. And um, this lady like walked in and she checked her mail and she was like, thank you, Jesus. And I go, oh, did you get a check? And she goes, no, a bill. You got to thank him for the good and the bad. And I was like, <laughs> isn't that awesome? That's, that is really great. And that's like practical philosophy totally. too. There's, there's a, uh, not to sound like pretentious, but who cares? Uh, there's like a, a Nietzsche thought that yeah. I really love where he talks about like, and I might be summarizing this wrong here, but like say you t- tell yourself, I want to be a comedian. I want to yeah. be X. I want to be Y. When you say yes to, I want to be booked at all these clubs and, and tell all these great jokes and this and that, you're also saying yes to, I want to fail, I want to write bad jokes, mm-hmm. I want to get booed off stage. Like, mm-hmm. you're saying yes to the entire wow. experience. Yeah. You're not just saying yes to the good things because yeah. those negative things feed into the good stuff. Yeah, totally. Yeah. And we laugh so much about the horrible shows we've had. I know. Well, that's like most comedy <laughs> podcasts are like, tell us about your worst road gig. You know, it's like because you have no other recourse but just to yeah. like, yeah, this is this is part of the entire story. This yeah, is yeah, the dark yeah. hallway. This is the light bulb. You know, that totally, kind of stuff. Totally, totally. Yeah. Before we go, I've, I've, I've kind of instituted this new uh, part at the end of the podcast where I just ask the guests, like, knowing what you know, seeing what you've seen, your experience – where I'm at right now, seven months left to try and make mm-hmm. some progress. I feel like we've talked about this a lot already. But like what advice would mm-hmm. you offer? It doesn't have to be necessarily career advice. I feel like we've talked a lot about like the personal spiritual stuff. And mm-hmm. I'm, I'm already going to take away a lot from this. Oh, that's nice. Anything else you would throw out there or advise to make mm-hmm. like a big push forward? Or feel good about not making a big push forward? I don't know why I feel like saying this, but something inside of me is like, just let go. Like, yeah. I feel like you know that too. Like, have you given yourself, have you given yourself, what if you just were like, I'm going to take three days to not worry about my career? Yeah, I should do that. I, I did a little bit of that before Memorial Day. Like, mm-hmm. I didn't, um, I d- but I still like worked on some stuff and posted yeah. videos and did things like that. But I wasn't like, constant like editing something or like sending out emails or this yeah. and that. like i think if there if i did take some time to really do nothing yeah i think that could be and and the hardest thing is you try not to worry about it because that that's the real mm-hmm. thing i could like be inactive yes but my me mind too but my mind is could way still crazy. be going yeah, yeah, yeah. The, so i think the hardest real hardest part for me mm-hmm. is finding a way to like turn off mm-hmm. the worrying overthinking part yeah and then also like what is it that you think what should do you think it should look like something i don't know i there's there's a few different ways i've i've i could like see myself going forward um one is like developing an online following mm-hmm. um whatever that number is say like fifty thousand, which is mm-hmm. like again that's a big jump but again i've seen people make mm-hmm. big jumps in short amounts of time um the dollar amount that i've kind of set 
you know, a teacher salary is the average teacher salary in the country is like 60,000 a year, which is like 5,000 a month. Mm -hmm. So if I were to be able to start making $5,000 a month off of like comedy, the podcast. Mm -hmm. I don't think I've ever done that. (laughs) (laughs) See? Yeah. Again, it's what you think is other people have or should be the thing. It's like, it's a fantasy. Oh my gosh. It's just, you know, it's almost (laughs) like, um, I don't know. It's almost like pornography. I'll know it when I see it. Like when I come to the moment. (laughs) Yeah. When I come to the moment of like decision or whatever, or like, then what if the next seven months, instead of it being like, I have to get them because you don't even know actually what that thing is. Right. Or it's like the goal is, I don't want to say it's too lofty because I don't want to like put myself down, but mm-hmm. it's just like, yeah, the, the goals are kind of What if you there. just made it the goal that you just are going to enjoy it? That would be a, that would be the most difficult goal of all. That's what I think the goal should be is, is you're going to enjoy it. Enjoy the time. Yes. Enjoy the next seven months. Enjoy the next seven months. Try to make it the best, most fun stressless seven months like pretend you're dying (laughs) you know what i mean yeah no i do truly okay that's that's phenomenal advice and i'm really gonna try and take that to heart and try and just let go and like anytime i've been having a black that's what my mom says every single time she like always prays for the audience and then she's like if you have fun they'll have fun like like really just have it i think you should try to just have the time of your life these next seven months okay i think that is takeaway <laughs> ashley where can people find you online you have a, a special out recently on youtube yes. tell us what anything you want to share with so them. on my instagram ash austin morris and um my special is on youtube under the new york comedy club page it's called slightly off and you can you can listen to it on spotify but will you follow me on Instagram? Because we know that's that's all that matters. It is unfortunately all that matters. <laughs> or maybe it doesn't matter at all. It we doesn't just, matter. Yeah. It really doesn't. Yeah, that's the biggest advice. Try to have fun, but more importantly, I would say just like ask God to be like God. I need I need you to throw me a bone. Yeah, I you will. Know? I I really will. Yeah. I, all right. Thank you so much for coming. Thank you by. for having me. This is so awesome. This was great. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank. Yeah. Oh, uh, like and subscribe. Yes. I have to say that now. And yeah. um, I'm going to. Have a great day, everybody. Bye. Bye.